Welcome to the Life Exchange Podcast, where we give you practical solutions for self, community, and culture. All relationships are not created equal. So what makes partnership a unique type of relationship? In this episode, we'll be talking about what makes a good partnership, what qualities to look for in partnership relationships, and how to be a good partner. We'll also get into the dynamics of what happens when partnerships change. We'll give you tips on how to transition well when those relationships start to look different. We're very excited for you to hear our conversation today. Come on, let's get this thing started. Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And today we want to talk about partnerships. So I want to just call back to a previous episode that we did uh, called Leadership That Isn't Lonely. And in that episode, we talked about three types of relationship that we all need. And those three, just very quickly, uh, were that we need mentors in our life. We need people that we are mentoring, that we are pouring into. And that third one was that we need partners. Um, And so what we want to talk about today is what it looks like to be in partnership and above just partnership, what it looks like to be in win-win partnerships. So to kick us off here, let's talk about what that actually means, what it means um, to be in a win-win partnership. Well, I think the first thing that we need to recognize with a win-win partnership is, do we have? are we going in the same direction? Mm-hmm. Do we have a similar target or goal? I think of that scripture in Amos 3.3, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Mm-hmm. And so... If you're going to be in partnership, are you aiming at the same target? Do you have the same desire or the same outcome? Because if not, uh, that basic illustration, if you're walking together mm-hmm. and you start veering apart, you're mm-hmm. not going to, you eventually won't be walking together. So any partnership begins with some level of agreement. And in order for that to happen, there needs to be some level of understanding and for understanding to happen, there has to be some level of communication. So I believe if you're going to have a win-win partnership, it must begin with express communication, shooting for the same thing, pursuing the same goal, and then coming into agreement to make those things happen. I think that's really good because when we can connect on our reason for why we do something, then we're willing to make greater levels of investment into it. And in that place, when we can see where we're going, in that investment, we become servants. Now, that's not just one person doing all the work. It's Mm -hmm. we are partnering together. We are serving one another, and we are serving that goal, that direction, that vision. And I love— And that begins with some level of communication. Yes. Because if you're not communicating uh, that goal or that eventual outcome, that desired outcome, you'll never be in agreement. So I think it begins with honest communication of— expectations of where you're going for this really to work. Well, and I think like you can be in friendship with someone and where you, you know, care about each other and you have each other in mind and uh, maybe you have some general idea of the same direction, um, but you're not in partnership. So I think this is what makes partnerships different than other relationships is it's not just, um, it's not only a same direction, but there's also a willingness to do this together. We have some kind of common goal um, in order to partner together for something. Well, there are degrees of partnership, obviously, just like in any relationship. Some are more intimate than others, right? 
And there are definitely uh, levels of communication from relationship to relationship. But I think of my own household, you know, when when I talk with my kids or um, bring correction, I always bring up about, do we all agree that we want a happy house? <laughs> and we all agree that is our target. That is our goal. And I'll ask the behavior or the attitude that you have right now, is that contributing to that goal? Yeah. And my kids are pretty honest and and they'll generally say, no, it's not. <laughs> and so I'll say, well, what are, what are you going to do about that? Yeah. Well, change. So partnership has different levels. Yeah. Um, but I think if, if there is some, element of goal, some, some desired outcome, then you're really partnering with a person to get there. Because if you don't, eventually there will be some type of division. Exactly. Really, the whole podcast is exchange of life. And so there has to be mutual responsibilities and mutual appreciation. And that's where I think um, trust is so important in, in this equation because I have to trust the person that I'm partnering with, that they're going to do what they say they're going to do, that they're going to mm-hmm. follow through to completion, that they're going to do a work of excellence. But I also have to be able to trust their character, their integrity, mm-hmm. their heart motivations. So if I can connect myself to what they do and who they are, and then I reciprocate that, I give my yeah. level best. I work in excellence. I do what I say I'm going to do. I follow through to completion. When I do that, that allows you to trust me. And so if we have that exchange of life, responsibility, and celebration of one another, then I think we're going to have a a partnership that we really enjoy. So we're not just connected in the direction, even though that's important, but we're connected to one another's hearts. Yeah. And so what you said there, you said the word responsibility. And I think that's what goes, that's what separates just a relationship from a partnership because we could both have um, a heart for, for you, it would be heart for justice Mm or, um, or, you know, a heart for the good of all. We could all have a general same direction, but until that responsibility is introduced, it's not really a partnership. It's just a relationship. So I think responsibility is really, really key when it comes to win-win partnerships. I could get all excited about the vision and what you're bringing to the table, but if I don't do anything right. with it, you're not really then I'm partnering. not partnering. Yeah. You know, I might be a cheerleader, but I'm not partnering. Right. And I love how Gordon McDonald said in his book, to be trusted is a greater compliment than to be loved. Yeah. So it's not just about loving each other. It's about trusting each other. Right. Yeah. So when we say win-win partnerships, Obviously, these relations come, they have rewards with them. They Mm -hmm. have benefits. But like like we were talking, they have responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I I always, you know, when when relationships end badly, I I really think that it comes from a place of disappointment. Mm. And why is that? Because they're either things weren't expressed Mm -hmm. or things were not communicated. Mm -hmm. So if you come into a relationship or a partnership and you have an idea of what you're going to receive from it, but it's never expressed or communicated, obviously it's going to end with disappointment. Yeah. So that's why I think in any partnership, there needs to be a a good foundation of communication and expressing both desire, but also some level of what you expect the other person to do as well. 
Yeah. So a phrase that I say a lot is that expression is more powerful than assumption. Mm -hmm. And I think in, if in partnerships, um, that's so, so, so important. Um, just like you were saying, because, um, say I come alongside somebody and it seems like we're going in the same direction. We really enjoy each other's company. We're Mm -hmm. good people. We can trust each other. So say even there, trust is established and, but there's never any clear conversation that happens. And so we're just like, yeah, they're partners. It's all assumed at this point because until mm-hmm. there has been expression, it is an assumption. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're just assuming that we're in this together. And then we get a couple steps down the road. I am way let down because what I assumed was never expressed. They're not following through and then relationships kind of break and crumble. So yes, for me in partnership, Communication is like at the tippy tippy top. <laughs> yes. And I think that's what we look for in partnerships. So we do all the upfront work yeah. before we expect the back end. Sure. Uh, yeah. But we don't always do that. <laughs> no. But if we if we recognize that is necessary, it will protect our relationships in the long run. Yeah. Because we're not making I think assumption is one of the biggest. Uh, relationship killers. I think it's one of the biggest things that divides because we have a mindset. And then when reality comes in, we are, as Joel said, disappointed that uh, what I expected from you and what I expected to be able to give to you, that that was a faulty, that was an assumption. Yeah. And and so we get disappointment, disappointed, and when that happens, we pull back because yeah. we feel hurt, and all kinds of negative emotions come in there. So yeah, I we, think we, about we have to do the upfront work. Yeah, I think about like in dating, the the big thing is DTR, you know, the big scary to find the relationship conversation. But that goes beyond just a dating relationship or romantic relationship into mm-hmm. relationship in general. So yeah. when it comes to partnership. We have to define what this is and then set clear expectations, which is a really scary and vulnerable thing to do, but so uh, necessary for if we want a win-win partnership. Yeah, like we said, win-win. So if the <laughs> responsibilities of the relationship are one-sided, guess what? It's going to become, it will be turned into a life-draining yeah. relationship. Yeah. And this is about partnership. Yeah. Now, now we said earlier about we do have... Uh, relationships in our life where we know that it's just about us giving, us mentoring, us pouring into someone's life. But today we're talking about win-win. There is an exchange (laughs) of life. So you have to recognize that if a relationship is only one-sided, it's not really a partnership, is it? Right, right. And I think when it comes to having that conversation, that communication of, um, you know, are we going to be partners? Okay, so if you're the one who uh, initiates that conversation, recognize the tone of that conversation. <laughs> is yeah. is this person contributing right off the bat? Are they bringing their ideas? Are they bringing their desires? Are they bringing their vision, their responsibilities to the table? Because uh, especially for those of us who are, um, like I joke with Dr. Melody that she falls in love quickly. She can <laughs> grab a hold of a vision and she's ready to run. Um, and so especially when we're that type of a person who, am I wrong? No, you're okay. right. Okay. 
<laughs> just so the people and can that's hear where you got confirm. into trouble because a lot of times <laughs> it was not win-win. I was doing all the work. Yeah. And, and, and I so had to especially produce. if yeah. you're that kind of visionary person yeah. and you're ready to run, you've got to be really kind of take a step back, mm-hmm. be really, really self-aware and really aware of the other party and mm-hmm. say, okay, is this person ready to run with me or mm-hmm. am I going to be pulling the weight and get disappointed down the road? Most definitely. And see, we have to recognize uh, from the get-go when we start, what is your role in this? Yeah. And I've learned through the years is giving people some simple little things. They want to partner with me. People get excited about what I do, not just in ministry, but in the marketplace arena. And they said, oh, Melody, you know, I want to partner with you. I want to help you. I want to intern with you. I want to do this. And so I give them a couple little things that really mean, uh, I don't want to say it means nothing to me, but if they don't do it, it's not going to harm what I'm doing. And I hate to say this, but probably 99% of the time, people don't follow through on that first little thing. So why do you think that is? Because I think people are emotional. They connect to the heart and the emotion, and it stirs inside of them vision and excitement, but they're not necessarily one that will assume the responsibility. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, you we go back to the dating illustration. Oh, I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. Okay. Where's the ring? Well, I'm not really into commitment, you know? And so I think, I think it's important that we've got to put our money, our time, our labors, uh, Right where our mouth is. Yeah. If we say we're committed to something, we've got to be willing to demonstrate it through our actions. Yeah. And I'm a lover, but I'm also a doer. Yeah. And I've learned I cannot partner with someone, no matter how much of a lover they are, if they're not willing to be a doer as well. And it's not a works mindset. It's a responsibility yeah. Uh, mindset. And really, what is responsibility? It's my response to the ability that I carry, the gifts, the talents, what God has placed inside of me to contribute to society. Am I responding to that? Am I being faithful to that? Think of the parable of the talents. What was God's response to the one that just took it and buried it in the the ground? Yeah. He says, no, I'm a good investor, so I'm going to take what that person buried. I'm going to give it to the one who produced. Mm -hmm. So it's not a works mindset, but it is absolutely imperative that works are involved with vision, with heart, and with partnership. And that's one thing we have. We love each other, but man, we all work very hard. We all bring our best to the table all the time. It's consistent. It's as excellent as we can be. Yeah. Not perfect, but excellent. Yeah. I believe one of the things that you need to look for in a a win-win partnership is that, and and this might seem counterintuitive because a lot of times we think, well, let's partner with people that think the same or have the same yeah. same uh, things to offer. But I would say that we need to have different, we need to look yes. for people that have different contributions. Now yeah. that may be a source of tension yeah. in the beginning, but ultimately our difference, our difference, our differences, yeah. <laughs> uh, those are the thing that can be a real source of reward if we see the value that that person carries. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what you said there, the value that they carry, we have to look. And I think in partnership, you have got to be cheerleaders, champions of one another, Mm. Uh, not just cheerleaders, champions, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that you are looking and saying, okay, what does this person have to offer? What are they bringing to the table? And then go out of your way to celebrate that because um, it's it's so, so easy to get into that familiarity uh, when we just even assume the roles that you have, that I have. You know, the three of us, we work um, together, but you're doing your part. <laughs> you're doing yeah. your part. I'm doing my part. Um, and so if we become really familiar in that and, and stop expressing the value and stop placing a demand on what the other person brings, I think that's uh, one of the ways that partnerships kind of um, fizzle out and fade. That is why we need to have a, a agreed upon goal. Yeah. Yes. Or an agreed upon target that we can come because obviously if we're different, we're going to do things differently. But if we can, if we can have that same target, that same mark, mm-hmm. then we can pull from the, the differences within us. Yeah. And, hopefully uh, get to that that target more effectively if if we value. As we're talking about this, uh, in devaluing that, one thing I've seen through the years and I've learned to watch and be aware when this begins to happen because it is a destroyer of partnerships is where someone comes to the table and they have a great skill and then they're critical of others because... That other person doesn't carry that <laughs> yeah. skill. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? So, let's say you have a highly administrative person being critical of a person who isn't as administrative. They bring more oh, the that creative ne- that gifts, never happens. <laughs> that never happens. and they bring the creative gifts to the table and you're like, I'm doing all the work and (laughs) all they're doing is creating and that's not work at all. And then the creative person is critical of the real cognitive person who is doing the black and white work. And, and so, you know, it's, it's coming to that point where we say, well, I put this much into this and they're not working as hard as me Mm -hmm. when in actuality, that is such a lie because Uh, I can only bring to the table what God put inside of me. He chose me in him before the foundations of the world. He put inside my very DNA these innate, valuable contributions Mm -hmm. to invest into society. And so if you're critical of me because my contributions don't look like yours, right away, I'm devalued. And the moment I feel devalued, I'm going to pull away and relationships will be destroyed, not Mm -hmm. just partnerships. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another element here is um, when we are different, uh, it's just recognizing what each of us brings to the table. Mm -hmm. Because say, um, you know, say the three of us are here and um, we have a common goal. We're for each other, all of this, but we recognize there's a gap. So say um, there we're just not great at bookkeeping and managing the money. Yeah. if that is the case and I say, well, I'm not good at it, so you're going to have to do it and put that weight on you and you're not good at it. And so you're you're saying, I don't, I can't handle this. So we have to recognize if there's a gap, we might have to bring in somebody else Correct. Um, in order for the partnership to work. It's recognizing that we're all awesome, but we're not all awesome at everything. Exactly. And so we might have to bring in somebody else in order to help the partnership to grow and to accomplish what we together want to accomplish. So exactly. our so our differences 
can be a source of tension, but yeah. if we see the value in them, mm -hmm. they can be a source of reward and benefit. Yeah. Exactly. And just being honest with our differences, yeah. being honest with our strengths, with our weaknesses, um, and with our differences. Yeah. Isn't it true? Some of the things that we do drain all of our emotional energies. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And if we have no energy for a specific task, even if we're giving our level best, it's never as good as someone who's gifted to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we try to just tough it out and, and yeah. do it, but it never produces the desired result you know, to benefit the whole as it should, because I'm just flat out wore out, not because I didn't get sleep, but because I'm putting my energies into something I'm not good at. Yeah. I think you can fake it till you make it for only so long <laughs> yeah. until you're just going to crash and burn. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's, you know, very noble for us to just tough it out and do the thing. But if we don't recognize that this is, is not my strength, I'm going to have to rely on somebody else here. And and there are times we do the things we really don't like to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's always a part. I mean, in a family dynamic, who in the family wants to change the baby's diaper? Nobody really, <laughs> but you just do it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things we do in life that might not be our forte or our passion or our skill set. But at the same time, there's things that we do that we don't like to do in order to do the things we really love to do. And to be able to discern, okay, this is just a temporary thing until, or I'm able to do this until. And so, you know, sometimes we just have to be those that carry a servant's heart. And um, I, I love in the passion translate, passion's Passion translation in um, Matthew 20, where it talks about if you want to be great in the kingdom, you know, you have to be a servant of all. I love how it says you, there's a completely different model, mm -hmm. and yeah. that's to be a servant to others. And I think that's where we have to keep that heart while we're understanding the contributions that each person carries. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that is awesome. That is biblical. <laughs> that is, um, correct. Um, but in partnership, we also want to remember that this is not one-sided. Exactly. And so we are serving we one another. Serve yeah. One we another. are all <laughs> doing right. the work. We are all, um, because I think especially in Christianity, there can be this idea of, mm -hmm. um, well, I just have to lay down my life, um, which is true. Uh, but when it comes to partnership, which is what we're talking well, about today. there are relationships like that, yes, right? Yes, yes. But yeah. we're talking about partnership. Yeah. 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 So in today. this partnership dynamic, uh, we just got to be honest when it's getting to that point where um, we're doing too much, when we're doing too much of the work. Um, and if that, because that happens, that happens in partnerships where um, it just becomes one-sided. And you know what? That could be seasonal. Somebody, one of your partners could be having a baby and their work is going to lessen for a season. Mm -hmm. um, something could happen. There could be an illness, whatever the situation might be, that could be seasonal. So I think what's really, really important in partnership is that communication of saying, okay, there's going to be gaps here. I'm going to have, because I think if you expect everything to stay the same in the midst of external change, you are setting yourself up for failure and disappointment. Those are very good points. So expressing, okay, this is our season. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to redistribute some things, some areas of workload, um, and doing that together? 
Um, cause like I said, without that conversation, um, you're, you're going down a, a poor path of health in, in that partnership. Well, let me ask you guys a question. How do we know if we are pulling our weight in the partnership, uh, or if we're pulling too much of the weight, how, how do we discern that in our own lives? Yeah, I think it's really easy or it's probably uh, more easy <laughs> to recognize when we're pulling too much weight mm-hmm. um, because we're feeling the load is okay. getting heavy. I think the harder thing is to recognize, to be very self-aware in that I'm not giving as much as I need to be giving to this partnership, which I think that's a huge sign of maturity. If you yes, can recognize is. that in yourself and and come to the table and say, I recognize that for whatever reason, maybe it is an external circumstance. Maybe it's a seasonal thing. Maybe um, your heart has changed. Maybe you're in a personal season where um, you just can't give as much. Um, recognizing that and being really honest with that and bringing that to the table, I think is going to go a long way uh, when it comes to healthy partnerships. I think I'll go from the aspect of how do you know if you're pulling the weight that you should be pulling. I guess in order to exchange life, you have to be open to it. Mm-hmm. And in relationships, we have been hurt. I mean, all of us have, right? So we want to close ourselves off. We want to uh, kind of remove all vulnerability. Yeah. But many people want those life-giving relationships. Many people want those win-win partnerships. But we'll then close ourselves off <laughs> at the first sign of vul- vulnerability. Yeah. And so if if we want our partnerships to be win-win, we have to be open to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to open ourselves up to them. Yeah. And I'm sure there is a process of building trust, and that's probably another podcast. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to have a win-win partnership if you're closed off. Yeah. 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 Uh, I liked what you said, Katie, about being self-aware, because are we willing to ask ourselves those hard questions? And like one of them is, uh, do I do what I say? Mm-hmm. Do I complete what I plan? So mm-hmm. do I yeah. follow through to completion? Like, can am I pulling my weight in this that if I say I'm going to do something, I actually do it? Yeah. Or do I blame shift or come up with excuses all the time? You know, if I, every day I'm making an excuse, I need to ask myself the question, am I giving this my full on effort? And if you're not able to be self-aware in that way, you have to be open. Like we were talking Mm -hmm. about earlier for communication. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you can't see it, the part, the person that you're working with, you have to be open to receive them speaking into your life and say, listen, every time, you yeah. say you're going to do something, you don't do it and not become defensive about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So I think vulnerability is also walking in humility as well. Most definitely. definitely. That's a big one. Yeah. Humility. I think with that, it's it's recognizing where you're at in the partnership. Mm-hmm. Everything is communication. I'm always going to bring it back to communication. <laughs> we just have to communicate with each other. So there's no other way to have a partnership. Um, but I, like, I was just thinking, I know for me, um, a couple of years ago, I was going through just some intense anxiety and, um, and when you're going through something like that, it starts to rock your world. It starts to 
make you think, make you question, make you, you know, wonder what your future is going to be. Are you going to be able to get past this? All of those things. But I remember in that time saying to you, Dr. Melody, just saying, um, you know, I am here, I'm with you. Um, but right now my brain is not creating. And so I was not able to, now you guys, you guys probably say, Oh, you, I didn't even notice. But for me, I was not pulling my weight in that season because there was a bigger weight (laughs) pulling on me. Um, but so I just recognize I can't create right now. Um, but I'm with you, but I'm for you. And then I would have had to recognize that if that didn't change, we would have to have a conversation and say, okay, what's going to happen? Because now um, this is affecting the whole. And so it's always recognizing that my part, just like what you said with your kids, we're all contributing towards something. And if one of them recognizes that they are a hindrance, then they either have to step up and make the change and contribute towards um, the the goal, or we got to figure something else out because ultimately we're partnering together for something for a common goal. Well, at that time in your life when we had those conversations, number one, I knew that where you were at was temporary. Even though it didn't feel that way to me. No, it didn't feel, but I knew because I knew you. I knew your character. We had years of trust building. We... I knew what you carried. I knew uh, what God wanted to do in your life. So, so, you, so you're saying that even in a win-win partnership, there can be seasons where you are carrying more weight yeah. than maybe the other person? Yes, and because I recognize, one, it was temporary. Number two, I knew your heart was committed to the house, to the ministry, to us. Uh, None of those things changed. It was just a personal battle for a season. And so that's where I think we just need to give grace, but recognizing it is a season. And I love what you just added earlier, that if that didn't change, then we would have had to have another conversation because eventually it would have had a negative impact on our ability to do what God called us to do. But that never happened. But if suddenly I was aggressive and strong and said, well, if you can't produce, then blah, 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 then I would have lost one of the greatest partners I've ever had in my life in ministry. I would have lost one of the greatest relationships of heart and purpose. And, and, you know, I think, oh my gosh, I want to cry right now to think, (laughs) what would I have lost if I wouldn't have given grace and mercy in that time? But also... I remember times in my life when I had to process through my stuff and I wasn't producing as much as I did before. So I think we all have those seasons in our life, but when we are internally motivated to get to the other side and give our best in the process, even though it's more difficult then we are demonstrating to one another that we haven't abandoned one another. We haven't abandoned our call. We haven't abandoned this partnership. I just need grace. Hey, if we get if we get the flu, guess what? Yeah. For a couple of weeks, you're not working at all, right? Yeah. And so, you know, there there just has to be that exchange of life, that exchange of love, that exchange of trust. And one thing I think that we carry um, together is that we do communicate. And we do trust, we do love, and we do have history. And mm-hmm. it's so valuable to us that it is never going to be quickly 
uh, cast to the side in any way, or we're not going to make those assumptions about one another. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you have something? Yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, what are some things that we can look for when we're forming these type of partnerships? Either you're looking to form a win-win relationship or a partnership, or you're looking at the relationships that you have now and you're, you're analyzing, is this, is this really a win-win partnership? I think we kind of talked about it earlier, but I would say the first thing is, are you going in the same direction? Do you have the same goal? Yeah. Are you aiming at the same target? Uh, another thing is, do you see the value that that person carries? Mm-hmm. Um, because in order to partner with someone, you have to see or appreciate the skill that they carry, not only skill, but also who they are, the nature of the person. Yeah. So w- what are some things that you guys look for when well, you're forming... Right- Right after that, we have to establish the expectations because we might have someone coming in, they have the vision, they're excited about the vision and have buku skills that you are amazed with. Mm -hmm. But if you don't lay down the expectations of what you need produced in that, Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, we've already had situations where we did put out the expectations, Mm -hmm. we made it very clear and people still didn't follow through. So we had to keep bringing the expectations to the table. Mm -hmm. But could you imagine if we never would have established those expectations their response would have been, well, I didn't know. You never mm-hmm. told me that, right? Yeah. But we laid down those expectations. So that gave us the ability to communicate after the fact that expectations were not being met, that our previous thing, they weren't pulling their weight. Yeah. Which just tells us at that point that this is not a partnership. This is not, or this is Correct. not a win-win partnership. That's right. So it, and that doesn't make someone a bad person. That's right. 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 That's it right. just means that that's not what this relationship yeah. is. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of what we're talking about is really defining the relationship. So mm-hmm. uh, when we're looking for partners, uh, we're looking for a specific type of relationship. Um, and one thing I think when looking for partnerships is um, look at track record. To me, yes. that's huge is looking at uh, what they've done thus far. Um, and that's what they've accomplished skill wise. Sure. Um, it's also looking at their character. You know, we talk a lot about trust and building trust, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of that goes back to us just looking if we have this um, ability to see a pat, you know, if it's a brand new relationship, you don't have sure. that history with them, but just start looking at the decisions that they're making in other relationships. Look at how they're treating other people. Look at what they're contributing in other areas of their life. Are they uh, accountable? Are they mm-hmm. reliable? Those type yeah. of things. Oh, that's why in business there are recommendations yeah. and references. Are there a lot of burn bridges in their <laughs> life? <laughs> you might be the next one. Yeah. <laughs> and if if they don't want to give you any references, you know, to say this is what I've done and what I produce, then you know, there's little red flags that are in there. And it's not just about task, it's it's about heart. Yeah. And uh I love I love to see how people treat others. Yeah. How yeah especially in their most intimate relationship. How does that man treat his wife? How does that wife treat her husband? Mm -hmm. You know, how do they talk to their kids? Are they they respectful and honorable, for sure? Yeah, I I thought of uh, uh, something in my past. In high school, there was this girl that I was interested. I wanted to basically ask her out. And we were in, I think it was a band. We were in band together, and something happened, and... 
she really showed disrespect to the teacher. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. At that moment, I lost all attraction for the person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, if if this person can be so disrespectful to this teacher, how are they going to treat me? Mm -hmm. How are they going to respond to me? And and I and I thought it was so interesting that when you see the character of the person, that doesn't mean that this person was bad or horrible. I'm just saying I lost attraction for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't want to partner with them. Yeah. <laughs> we could be friends, but you know, there was maybe no not. your opportunity for partnership just went out the window. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's what what happens when those buttons are pushed. I think it's so important because. We all can do amazing when everything's going perfect. But when things are really tough, I have to, you know, be aware of myself. How do I respond? But also be aware of how others respond and how do they process through? Because uh, honestly, I'm seeing in today's society... um, I'm not seeing in my marketplace settings, they're not using the word dreaming and vision. Now the big buzzword is resiliency. Yeah. Because what's causing people to be a success at this time in history isn't the dream they hold, isn't the vision they have, but the resiliency in the midst of battles and struggles and when everything is going wrong and I don't have an outlet for my gifts and uh, when society is doing crazy things, you know, am I resilient? Do I hold steady to, to a course? Am I able to manage my emotions? All those things are as critical as the skills that we hold. Yeah. I'm going to write that down for a future episode. <laughs> we can do it on resilience. Yeah. yeah. That's think, a big think, word today. I think they call it grit. Yeah. 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 So um, I was thinking about you know, the the steps of how to form a win-win relationships or the steps that you go through. I think the first one is, is there an opportunity? Is this relationship that you see, is it a possibility to be a win-win partnership? Mm-hmm. Once you assess that, then you can express it. You go talk to the person mm-hmm. and express what you see or the potential. and And then from that, you can see, is there mutual desire? Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to have a win-win partnership if they don't want to partner with you. (laughs) So is there mutual desire? And then from there, is there an express commitment? So you talk about the responsibilities of what is needed to make this a win-win partnership. And is there some level of commitment or uh, agreement or... uh, desire to even to even pursue after that target and then the next thing i would say is is there actual execution cuz human nature i think is for the majority of people is we love to talk yeah mm-hmm. we love to talk about vision we love <laughs> to talk about the things that could possibly be but i think for a a relationship to be a truly win-win partnership is there actual execution of what you guys desire. Yeah. And so I, I would say those are the steps. So see the opportunity, then express it. Is there mutual desire? Then is there some level of commitment? And then is there actual execution on mm-hmm. what you guys want to accomplish? Yeah. Yeah. And I think in partnerships, 
I was just thinking, you know, what are areas of our life? You know, we keep, we're talking about partnerships. Where, where do we need partnerships? So obviously there's, um, your familial partnerships. So if you're talking uh, a spouse or a a romantic partnership, yeah, that kind of partnership, you've got uh, business partnerships. Who am I going to partner with in business, especially if it's your business, if Mm -hmm. if it's an entrepreneurial, uh, venture, um, you know, if it's, um, philanthropic, you know, those are areas we would need, um, partners to work with us. If it's something as simple as um, I have a small goal, this could be an accountability partner situation. Mm -hmm. It could be a small group. Um, So there's, I just thought, I was just thinking, you know, if you're not sure where a partnership would even pull into your life. It could happen anywhere. Yeah, it could be in any aspect of your life, whether it's a, a big, you know, top building area or if it's just a small area of um, accountability in your day-to-day life. That's really good. For sure. And I think once partnerships are expressed and we begin to bring things to the table, I think we need to live our lives continually recommitting to that. Yeah. That it's not just something we do in the beginning. It's something sometimes we have to do every day. Yeah. You know, we might be going through difficult things. Well, I I recommit myself to this team. Mm-hmm. I recommit my myself to the vision and the goals and the objectives. And I think that's so important because I don't think we just say, Jesus, come into my heart and it's all done. Mm-hmm. I think every day yeah. uh, I make Jesus Lord yeah. multiple times a day because every time I hear his voice, I need to choose to obey his voice. So every time I obey his voice, it's a recommitment to him being Lord. Yeah. I mean, no Lord is an oxymoron. Yeah. You yeah. don't say Lord and no in no and oh in the same sentence so every time i say yes it's a recommitment and i think that's what we must recognize in dealing with people in our lives it's a commitment Mm -hmm. i got married 45 years ago and i've had to recommit myself to this amazing man Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again when he did what i wanted him to do when he did what i didn't want him to do i had to recommit myself to him and he with me. And see, that that is so powerful to recognize just because I said it once. And that's a kind of a funny story about our marriage. You know, you're young and dumb and you get married and all that kind of stuff <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. Thank goodness for God's grace. But on the day we got married, he said, I love you. And I did not hear, I love you for six months. And so I go to him and I'm exploding and I'm angry and I'm crying and say, you never say I love you. And he said, but I told you when we got married, <laughs> like that was sufficient. Well, it was not sufficient for me. And he learned real quick after that six months well, period. Well, can I ask you, I've heard this story a lot, but in those six months, did you ever go to him and ask him to say, I love you or anything? No, I d- assumed he should know. You didn't express that expectation at all until it Exploded. No, but I did all <laughs> kinds of things to try to get him to say, manipulate yeah. situations yeah. to try to him to get him to say it. Yeah. Rather than just saying, I need you to tell me you love me. Yeah. And so often that's where it goes back to the expectations. Well, we don't also, go to someone and say, This is what I need from this relationship. Yeah. Well, also vulnerability because vulnerability, it, yes. To express the needs that you have yeah. takes great vulnerability. Yeah. True. That's just And I wasn't huge. good at that at that time. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of us aren't good at that. 
Yeah. Now I'm probably too honest and too vulnerable. <laughs> I just say it. Uh, but but that does take security because we know that we're communicating not out of anger or frustration, just because it's the right thing to do. And that's how we build relationship and that's how we build trust. Yeah. So many things that we do to protect ourselves literally sabotage our ability to have healthy relationships mm-hmm. when being open and honest and and communicate, Katie, yeah. your word. When we do that, it it's really humility and it's authentic and it literally allows our heart to be expressed. And so you just get closer to one another in that place of vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I I think this is maybe a, a difficult thing to talk about sometimes, but I think this is true in any relationship. But relationships do change. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when a partnership changes or the dynamics of it change, or maybe it's not a partnership anymore? You know, so what do you guys think? What, what do you do when, when it's no longer a win-win partnership? Well, from a Mama Melody perspective. <laughs> I don't know if uh, we agree on this one. But, yeah, that's what I thought. I'll let her go first. <laughs> yeah, and then you guys can just bring all the wisdom to the table as I bring the heart of a mama to the table. Um, Which we need. But uh, one thing I've learned through the years is that relationships do change. Yeah. But I don't want them to be broken. Mm -hmm. That if I can accept that the relationship is changing, but still stay connected and valuing that person, we can continue to have relationships, even though they're no longer partnering with me or with us. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's very powerful because through the years, I've seen people, I disagree, so I'll get up and just leave the church. And then to justify them leaving uh, the partnership with the church, then they have to find everything that is wrong with it. So then judgmentalism comes in and attacking and gossip and slander and rumors and all this crazy stuff. And I thought, you know, there has to be a better way for this relationship to change. If you want to go to another church, that's fine. Just say, I want to go to another Mm -hmm. church. You don't have to find, yeah, you don't have to find out all what's wrong with us to justify your desire to do that. In fact, just be honest, say, this is what you want to do. We will bless you and we will remain in relationship. Or even if if you were disappointed or if you yes. are not getting your needs met or if there is a problem, just expressing that rather than not expressing it and just, you know, having exactly crazy behavior. Going yeah. back to the communication, yeah. but realizing that a person is so valuable and... um and I'm valuable too. I don't like being gossiped yeah. about. So let's do this thing right. Yeah. Uh, let's recognize that things can change, but we don't reject the person. When Joel got married, our relationship changed drastically. <laughs> he didn't come to mama anymore. You know, he went to his wife. And I remember Aaron came to me and said, because Joel, he really loved his mama. And I think he still does. But um hope so. Yes. And so she came to me before they got married and she said, she said, my biggest fear is that Joel won't love me as much as he loves you. 
And I said, oh my goodness, after that wedding night, I won't hold a candle to you, you know? And so I remember they came back from their honeymoon and she leaned over and whispered, she goes, I understand now, you know? And so, um, but her, there, that relationship changed. I had to recognize that it was going to change yeah. and celebrate that, recognize it's different, but it's not broken. We've been partnering together in ministry for 20 years. It's not broken, but it's different. It changed. Yeah. I think that's the high mark or that's the goal. But yes. in reality, yes. some give rela- us some of your wisdom. <laughs> no, now. I, I was just going to say, not that's not always reality. I mean, no. not all relationships end well, and some are broken and they will never be repaired. And so we're not talking about uh, unforgiveness or we're, we're, you know, that's why I said, when you look for partnerships, are they respectful? Are Mm -hmm. they honorable even in difficult situations? Because if they do that before, hopefully the expectation is that they'll do it later. I, I, I think the first thing that you have to do is recognize that the relationship has changed. Yes. Yeah. Because you will become frustrated. They will become frustrated if you're still trying to live in a reality that does not exist. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so I think that's the first step to actually transition well is to recognize this thing has actually changed. Yeah. And now what am I going to do about it? Or what are we going to do about it? I think... Whether the relationship is changing um, or the partnership is changing, whether it is a good reason, you know, Mm -hmm. just seasonal things have changed, or if it's a not good reason and there, there are those negative emotions attached, I think something that I have learned is that grief is important in this process. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, I won't go through the five stages of grief, um, but you can find those easily enough. Um, but for me, that is a very important part of this change of a relationship process. Grief does not have to take um, over your whole life. It does not have to consume. If you do it well, what it is, is number one, acceptance is accepting. Yes, this relationship is changing, um, processing through those emotions, um, grieving what was and what is not any longer, uh, and then celebrating, as you said, celebrating what it was. And so we can then, um, whether it is mutual, where we're both still in relationship, even past the partnership, or if it's separate and we've gone our separate ways, um, within myself, I can still celebrate what it was and the good uh, that it Mm -hmm. was and have value for that person, Mm -hmm. even if our connection looks different now. And it may never be the same. Yeah. And I think... It probably won't be the same. It can't be be the same. Yeah, and realizing that's okay. Yes. Now, I also understand that, you know, most partnerships don't change overnight. Now they can, right? Yeah. And we've experienced that where they have changed overnight. Yeah. But I would say most partnerships don't change overnight. So I was thinking about what are some signs that things are changing in the relationship? And here are a couple, and maybe you guys can add some more. But I think one of the, I don't know if it's the first ones, but one of the signs are responsibilities go unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though the expression of desire and purpose is still the same, they're they're all saying the right things, but the responsibilities never are fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. Another one are the consideration for your needs are dismissed. Mm Mm-hmm. They're they're only seeing it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Like you can start recognizing that this 
this win-win partnership is no longer about win-win. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's over the that's over a, a course of time. Exactly. Yeah. So one yeah. time we're just talking an yeah. argument we need to work through, but we're talking <laughs> yeah. about consistent patterns that we're exactly. looking for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. And so another sign is it's just harder to connect on a personal level. Now, I will say because we've talked about communication a lot. Mm -hmm that sometimes that can just re be resolved through a good good yeah. conversation. Yeah. But if there is a pattern like you were talking about, like we're not really connecting on a personal level, it might be a sign that things have changed or are changing. Yeah. And so, and may I say something sure, with that? Sometimes sure. people, uh, things are going on inside of them yeah. and they do say the right thing, mm -hmm. but they pull away, not because of something we've done, mm -hmm. but because something has changed inside of them. Yeah. And so they yeah, as pull people away. People grow and, and mature, right? Yeah. The the mark might change. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Their desires might change. Yeah. Their goals, objectives, dreams. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a big thing in transitioning well. Yeah is recognizing or having the understanding from the very beginning that this relationship will change at some point mm -hmm. and it could change for the good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm not focusing on the negative, but what I'm saying is recognizing that change will happen. Mm -hmm. It's actually inevitable. Yeah. Right. It's going to happen. So, um, I think those are some things. So, like, what are some other things that will help us transition well, do you guys I do, think? I think it's important to look at the red flags, which is kind of what you were giving. Yeah, Because yeah. I recognize some of the biggest hurts that I've had in ministry where there was rejection and there was betrayal is I was ignoring every single red flag because this mama Melody was going to love no matter what. <laughs> yeah. And so I ignored all those red flags. How and did that all, work for you? Yeah, it didn't work out very well. Um, but the I realized all those red flags were things that were little acts of mistrust Mm -hmm. one after another, mm -hmm. the dropping of the balls, all those different things, the excuses, all all types of little red flags, the attitudes, the but you had disrespect. A you had a history of, I, I think this is a good thing, but loving unconditionally. Yeah. But you, um, what's the word? You allowed. Denial. I allowed. <laughs> you allowed. You allowed bad behavior. I. I I made excuses. I thought my yeah. I thought my love could fix all those things and it couldn't. And so I've learned when trust is removed from the account of trust, mm -hmm. I have to uh recognize that and uh begin to deal with that as a leader. Mm -hmm. And that but even in those things and what they they ended very badly because I was loving. They felt so guilty for all the things that they were doing. So it was like an immediate cut off. Mm -hmm. And um, so I I learned through all that, but in that process, I recognize I cannot trust them, but I can continue to value them as a, as a human being, not partner with them, yeah. not work together with them because the trust and even is have, bankrupt. For some, it wasn't even having a basic relationship. Right. But you were still willing to honor and value. Right. 
and in to, the midst of it. to this yeah. day, some of those individuals I have communication with, and mm. there's respect, and there's honor, and there's kindness. Mm-hmm. But would I go back to partnering with? That would take a very, very long time <laughs> to build trust because of all those things. So I think forgiveness is key. Yeah. Uh, but we got to recognize one person can forgive, but that doesn't mean we partner. Yeah. Because it takes two people to partner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but one person can forgive. So I think that's where we have to still value the person, forgive that person, but give ourselves the license to recognize that doesn't mean I have to partner again because trust has not been established. Well, let me ask. So if if you begin to recognize red flags mm-hmm. in a partnership, what do you do? I mean, obviously you communicate, you have a conversation. Um, like and at I what did point have a lot of conversations. Yeah, at what point can you introduce if it's a if it's really a peer partnership, at what point can you introduce consequences? Like I mean, and expectations, that, like you don't just want to give somebody an ultimatum and say, but do you like, is, does it get to that point? Well, in those extreme situations, there should have been consequences. Just say, this is this, we recognize this, we've talked about this many, many times. So therefore, if there isn't change within this amount of time, you know, you're, you're just going to have to choose to move on. You know, and if you want to do that, we'll help you do that. We'll help you transition out. But uh, I should have, those are some of the things I should have been, I should have recognized that that was not unloving, but that would have been extreme love for them. It's just like your children. What is correction? It's course direction because you love them. And so I had this religious perverted, definition of what love looks like. Mm -hmm. And so I learned through all of that, that that was not love. And uh, so I do life differently. I lead differently. I still serve, but I expect, actually it was a businessman who told me once, Melody, it is not win-win if you're doing all the work. (laughs) Yeah. And so that was like, it wasn't a scripture, but boy, it mm-hmm. resonated and it correct things inside of me. And so I'm moving forward, not in resentment over the past, but in a celebration of understanding what I did wrong, why I did it wrong, and not accusing anybody else because like you said, Joe, I allowed it. Mm-hmm. Hey, and if I can get away with it, if Ma- if Mama Melody lets me continue <laughs> to do it no this way, I'll keep on yeah. doing it. Yeah. yeah. And so, so we have to come in and we have to bring the consequences. You're not, here we have a contract. We have an employee manual now, right? We have an employee manual. We have all the business things that businesses have. Mm-hmm. And so if those things are not being fulfilled, we have to bring that to the table. And so this is what it means to be an employee, or this is what it means to partner in every area. We have guidelines for those areas. And why do we have guidelines? Not just to say this is what we expect, but if those expectations are not being fulfilled, we need to have those brave conversations. One thing that I've learned in that season was I cannot work harder on someone else's issues than they will work on them themselves. Right. So 
You know, even in difficult situations, we can learn valuable oh, lessons. Oh my sure. gosh, yes. Yeah. Actually, they were some of the greatest teachers in my life. <laughs> is what I did wrong, not just you know. <laughs> yeah. You, we want to lean on our successes, but my my greatest education has been in the things I've done wrong. And when they really hurt, guess what? You put your hand in the fire, say, I'm not putting my hand back in yeah. that fire. I learned my lesson. And not out of fear, but out of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. So to wrap this up, uh, we were talking about how can we, if the relationships change or is no longer a win-win, you know, how can we transition well? So let's just go over those really quickly. The first one was begin with an understanding that things will change. Yeah. Like already have an attitude that there is a potential of change and uh, be okay with that. Mm -hmm. The next one is hold your values in the midst of transition. Just yes. because someone's acting like a fool doesn't mean that you need to act like a fool. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Uh, the next one is separate your personal identity from the partnership dynamics. So don't place your identity in your partnership relationship. Mm -hmm. And then as, as believers, as always, stay connected to the source of life. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and not, obviously partnerships can be an exchange of life, but our, the ultimate source of life is our connection to God That's and his right. word and his truth. Yeah. So yeah. you guys want to say anything to wrap it up? I'll just make one comment on the, the one on identity, Joel. That was so good because to connect with my past mistakes, my identity was in their success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I overlooked negative things because I so wanted them to be and a success. And you refused the transition, the transitional change of that relationship because your identity was based upon how successful they were. Correct. Yeah. And so all that had to go, and my identity had to be purely on hearing and obeying the voice of God and being a daughter of the King. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I think just to close, uh, I would just say that partnerships, uh, I think we focused quite a bit on some of the negative aspects of partnership. Well, at the end, I would yeah, say. Yeah. I mean, this was an hour long podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We got the good stuff too. So bring I'll, us, bring us back yeah, to the Yeah, I know. Good. I just, you know, glass half full me has to just go back to positive, but just saying that partnerships are, I, you might disagree with me, but to me, they're the greatest yes. form of a relationship. They're just uh, at the top. Um, and so lean into partnership. You know, yeah, they're going to come with a lot of challenges and hard things. The most growing things in your life, I think, come through partnerships Yes, um, because it is the most vulnerable. It is the most demanding. It requires the most from us. So it is hard work. Um, but it is also the most uh, rewarding. You know, my big phrase right now is love has a cost and it's worth it. Mm. Uh, you know, so when you invest into a partnership and you um, work through these things, you're going to be even just so much um, so much better as a person. You're going to know yourself better. You're going to be able to relate to other people better. I don't remember if you said it on, on um, air or beforehand, but that scripture that said, um, greater love has no man than this and to lay down his life for his friends. You know, right. And that's really a mutual um, love when we can lay down our lives for one another, not one-sided, but for one another. That is just like the, the paramount to me of, of a relationship. I know at the end we kind of focused on when these things change, but think about, 
what is this? What is the title of this episode? If we actually call it this, but <laughs> yeah. a win-win partnership. Yeah. So doesn't that sound awesome? <laughs> it is win, awesome. You win, and I they win. win yeah. We all win, and so that takes energy and effort and intentionality yeah. and vulnerability. But if you can do that well, it is a win for you, and it's a win for those that you're partnering yeah. with. Yeah. And to be honest. This is the most fulfilled I've ever been in 40 years of ministry because of what we carry in the partnership that we have. And it is so fulfilling and it's so God honoring. Mm. So it's wonderful to have life exchange with you guys. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah, I like that yeah. little, you know, what do you call that? A transition? <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. segue. There you, segue, yeah. Life exchange. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So just to really, really close this out, uh, I would just say what we want to leave you with is look at the partnerships that you're in in your life, lean into them. Uh, if there's anything that we said throughout this episode that you think that uh, might be a benefit for you in your existing partnerships, do it because these are the best relationships you're going to have. They're worth it. Um, so um, yeah, we'll just send you off with that assignment. Lean into your partnerships. All right. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.